Comcast Business is powering businesses all across the Houston area. Here's Jason Ostro, Vice President of Star Cinema Grill, on how Comcast Business is helping him succeed. Star Cinema Grill was created at the very beginning where the owner of the company saw a need for people who wanted beer while watching a movie. And he took an old movie theater that had closed down, put in a bar, and the place was sold out day and night. Our theaters utilize Comcast Business Services for our fiber internet. Obviously, our internet source is integral to every aspect of our operation. Every facet of our business is dependent on high-speed, reliable internet. We have developed a relationship with our local Comcast account manager, and that's been very beneficial. Where in the last two years, we've opened three locations, and we have two more in the works right now. The brand continues to grow as developers see the type of facilities that we're building. For me to have a direct contact with somebody to help me work through problems when I can't get a resolution is very, very beneficial to the business. How can Comcast Business help you? Learn more at Comcast.com. Keep up with the latest breaking news in Austin and around the world. Take a moment to make sure you're following us on Twitter at Talk 1370. Let the tweeting begin. Just one more way to stay connected with Talk 1370. The right choice. It's now time for Let's Get Healthy with Bill Swale on Talk 1370. He's taking your calls live at 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. And now here's Bill Swale. Welcome to the show. We're, we're going to start here pretty quickly. I just introduced my guest first, Dr. Amy Tyler. Typically doing Tyler too, Dr. Tyler. She's a doctor in naturopathy. And today, for the first time, we've had, uh, we got with us um, a doctor of chiropractic, Elena Villanueva. And it's Elena. Is it Elena or Elena? Elena. 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 I yeah. like that. Yeah, like that's that. good. Okay. It's okay. Well, we're, we, we're, we, don't, <laughs> we don't rehearse this show, by the way, so y'all, y'all can tell already, because we just want to shoot from the hip, and, and y'all can call in if you like to, and sometimes you do, and if you don't, that's okay. You don't want to just listen, that'd be fine. Dr. Paul, Dr. Paul Christo, Dr. Yes. Christo, are you with us? Yes, I am. What a pleasure having you on the show, and what a timely thing to talk about, aches and gains. Yes, thanks so much for having me, Bill. Yeah, Dr. Christo. You have your own show, too, don't you? I do. It's called, uh, actually, it's the same title as the book, Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains, that's interesting. Well, you also have a website, partnersagainstpain.com, right? And I was trying. To, I was trying to find it last night, and uh, I don't know what the problem was. Might have been me. I'm not computer literate, maybe. But <laughs> but uh, uh, I finally found it on DailyStrength.org. So anyway, it just is that is that something that people can go to? Partners Against Pain. I like the I like the website. Yes, I think they, they certainly can go to that. Uh, actually, my website is slightly different. It's uh, it's PaulChristoMD.com. That's my direct website related to the radio show and and then other elements of what I do. Christo, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-M-D dot com. That's right. Is the That's website exactly right. Great. Okay. And that'll take you to lots of information because people need information today, don't they? Well, they absolutely do. And I think at this time, certainly with respect to pain control and opioids, it's even more important than it was before. Well, in Texas, they have a term is called the nickel finally dropped. And what that means is, is that uh, in the old 
telephones, you know, the telephone booths, you know, the pay phones, you put a nickel in, shows yeah. how, how old this, this thing is. And you put the nickel in and it sticks. And so you got a bang on the, on the telephone. Do you ever do that? You ever use a pay phone? I remember it, that. The money doesn't go down. <laughs> no, you're not that old. I do. I but, do. I but what happens, that. the reason they get this term is that it means we finally understand what's going on. When the nickel drops, then you've got a connection to, to the mm-hmm. world, I guess. And, and I think that's what, what uh, we have here today with this pain uh, revolution that's happening in this country. Because it is a big problem. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Christo, am I correct that your book, Eggs and Gains, just got published? Is this the month that it's released? It is. It's, the publication date is just a couple of days away, September 5th. Okay, great. So it's, and it's called Aches and Gains, A Comprehensive Guide to Overcoming Your Pain. Is that right? That's right. Okay. And I just want to make sure, because I don't think we mentioned just your background, you are a board-certified pain specialist and anesthesiologist, um, an associate professor in the Division of Pain Medicine at Johns Hopkins? That's right. Okay. And so, obviously, you have a lot of experience in this realm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about just what are the things that you're discussing in this book? One thing I've heard is um, women and men experience pain differently, which a lot of people have suspected. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, sure. I, you know, the, that's an interesting subject. Uh, actually, more women than men uh, report pain and complain of pain. And part of that, we think, is that, well, women are more communicative in general and more vocal, and they seek out health care. Well, I, I agree to that. <laughs> <laughs> and they, it's good. They seek, out, they seek out health care to a greater degree than men. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. It's good. And uh, actually more so, they do, unfortunately, suffer from more chronic pain conditions than men do. And I'm thinking of conditions like headache, migraine headache, uh, fibromyalgia, for example. Right. I mean, uh, so they, and as a result, I mean, they're, they're more concerned about getting treatment. Mm-hmm. And autoimmune, aren't most autoimmune diseases predominantly women? Good women? point. Absolutely true. Rheumatoid arthritis, for example, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Whereas men have it, and they don't even complain. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not sure how we explain the man flu based on all this. <laughs> <laughs> I anyway, remember I got... I that'll got be another study. <laughs> two ladies, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so tell Do- us what... By the way, Dr. Tyler, who's just talking right now, is a doctor in naturopathy. So she's with you because you were determined to help patients, weren't you? Isn't that how you really got into, into it? Not to to be one of those doctors who felt frustrated by patients' complaints or dismissed pain as a valid medical condition. Absolutely, and frankly, that's the reason that I created the radio show. I felt like patients in pain, and remember, they number over 100 million in the United States alone, needed a voice and needed a voice in the media. And that's probably a low number. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, only a third of the population, right? (laughs) Right. That was a complaint, right? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. It's probably a little bit higher than that. Still, that's that's huge. It's a huge number, and I and I just felt like, gosh, you know, we we need they need uh, an avenue to discuss their concerns, to make it known that chronic pain is a real condition in and of itself. Just is not imaginary. It doesn't exist just in the brain, and it should be believed. And we need adequate treatments for it. We also have a chiropractic doctor with us today. 
Yes. Hi. Good morning. And Dr. Villanueva. And so uh, she's in Austin. She's got a new office here. And also we're going to talk about later. But but so we got two pain people and maybe three. I'm a pharmacist. Yeah. And uh, we, we don't like to. In fact, when we dispense medication today, like pain medication, we try to recommend other avenues they could take also, mm-hmm. like acupuncture, for instance. You think that's a good idea? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I have a whole section on integrative therapies in my book, and I believe that they are helpful. And I think that we have a growing evidence base for their effectiveness. Things like mm-hmm. acupuncture, yoga, the mind-body therapies. I think in the past, these have been underutilized for treating chronic pain. Uh, there, but there's a growing interest on the part of researchers and certainly on the part of patients who have pain to utilize these therapies. Well, you had eggs and gains. Could, could you tell us briefly how you came up with that title, gains? How can you gain <laughs> <Sure>. from eggs? <laughs> I, well, we all have aches. Right. That's how I came up with the aches. Everyone has some, typically some sort of ache. Um, and the gain element came up because I felt like it's important for everybody to know that there's something that we can do about the ache. So there's an ache, but there's a treatment, and that's the gain. Okay. And the fun, that's the hope that people need to have, that you can treat things. Mm-hmm. Whether, point. whether it be an adjustment for chiropractics or whether it be with Dr. Tyler, uh, naturopathic and nature, natural ways to do it. Do you like to use natural ways to, uh, to treat yes, pain? I do. I mean, I certainly recommend if things – well, I, you know, I've, I'm a firm believer that the foods we eat influence how we feel. Mm-hmm. And I, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of us – you know, due to the nature of society, eat fast foods, uh, foods that are fried, foods that lead to inflammation. And we know that foods that lead to inflammation can cause pain or worsen pain. Very well said, Dr. Christo. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I, I really, I tell my patients, look, hey, I know it's difficult, and but let's focus on eating, say, Vegetable proteins instead of animal proteins, dark cherries, berries, foods that are anti-inflammatory, it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, you know, I, I think that it requires patience, but over time, months, for example, patients really do notice a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely do. I know that, um, um, Amy, you can probably attest to this, but um, when I'm working with patients who are in pain, you know, we typically use a combination of different adjunct therapies, and, and one of them is to help them to change their foods. And I always tell the patient, your body can only make biological changes so fast. So let's do this for 90 days, and let me show you how food is going to heal you. Um, food does make such a huge difference. I'm so glad that you uh, said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think- that's an excellent point. Food makes a big difference, and so does exercise. Mm-hmm. And the exercise Absolutely. doesn't have to be an hour a day in the gym. It can be 15 minutes of walking around your block. Or meditation also. Absolutely. The lack of exercise. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like the mind-body therapies are often untapped. And what we've learned, and we're learning more uh, based on medical science, that the way that we think can influence how we feel and can certainly influence our perception of pain. Definitely. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely true. And, and also, you know, in addition to that, um, 
when you get into mind-body therapies such as meditation that Bill was talking about, that helps people to reduce their cortisol levels. And, you know, when you are in fight or flight and you've got high cortisol levels all the time, that's just going to add to the pain and the inflammation in your body. So that meditation and that mind-body work is very, very important component of helping to control pain. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, you know, related to another point that your book discusses is how, you know, due to the several changes, including higher chronic cortisol levels when you're in constant pain, brain chemistry changes. So we see a lot of mood issues, sleep issues, uh, memory issues, cognitive issues that accompany chronic pain. And so, um, you know, one of the things that you mentioned is how we can see this through brain imaging that actually there's a loss of gray matter that occurs when there's someone who's in chronic pain. Can you tell us a little bit more about, do you see a lot of that link where the pain cascades into all these other systems? Yes, and that's that's a great point too. And it's amazing. It was amazing to me when I learned in time that, gosh, can you believe that our brain, our gray matter is affected and is compromised when we have chronic pain, specifically low back pain, for example, but that's even been found in fibromyalgia. And that leads to an even greater importance of treating pain earlier. Mm-hmm. And I liked what you brought up too with respect to the fight or flight system because I think that's underrepresented and it's not particularly well understood. But when you're in pain and chronic pain specifically, it triggers the nervous system, it triggers the endocrine system and it triggers the immune system. And if you can use meditation, if you can use relaxation techniques or yoga, for example, or even things like biofeedback to get those under control, it can make a difference Mm -hmm. in your life. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about what do you feel just a lot of the modern lifestyle that we have in terms of sitting at computers using our you know, hands and wrists a lot, typing. Um, how do you feel this contributes to the, you know, the chronic pain epidemic? Do you feel like it plays a big role? or? I think it plays a role in low back pain for sure because the more we sit and more and more of us, and myself included, <laughs> sit for hours and hours in front of a computer, mm-hmm. and we know that that can lead to low back pain or worse than low back pain. And I try to myself... Get up every 10 to 15 minutes, for example. Walk around for just a couple of minutes. It makes a difference. And as you noticed, as you mentioned too, it can, some of these things can lead to carpal tunnel syndrome, which is, you know, compromise of the, one of the nerves in the wrist leading to hand pain mm-hmm. uh, from excessive ma- uh, mouse use. And it's important to make sure that ergonomics are correct, that your chair is supportive, that the height of your computer, that the height of the keyboard and the mouse is appropriate so that you can reduce the risk of developing these conditions. Yeah, and I've noticed in Austin, at least, there's a lot of companies moving towards having standing workstations or adjustable workstations where people can move them up and down as another way to not be, you know, just sitting constantly, which I think is great. Me too. I really do. I think the what's surprising to hear for patients of mine who have chronic pain is that movement can actually be beneficial. Most of the time, patients who have chronic pain feel like they don't want to move. It hurts when they move. And yet, if you look at the science, especially with respect to low back pain, you see that the movement, the exercise, the walking, some of the aerobic maneuvers can reduce pain. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's absolutely so true. You know, just for for a person who's in flexion all day, which most of us are, uh, you know, with the sitting and the driving and and texting and being on the computer and looking down, that's those are all flexion movements. Is what is what I explain to the patients. And and if they can just take their body into some extension movements, extension stretches, those give almost instant relief to that chronic ache that people will oftentimes you know feel in the area that has been in flexion all the time. I like that point, and that reminds me of what we're seeing a little bit more of now, which is chronic flexion of the neck leading mm. to tech neck or text neck from all of the use of, you know, smartphones and iPhones. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that tech neck. Tech neck. <laughs> <laughs> A new medical diagnosis. Well, well when you look at the, I, you probably notice this yourself. I mean, it's just if you're walking outside in the street or even inside a building, everyone, I mean, virtually everybody is looking down mm-hmm. to text or to read some message on their phone. Right. Yeah, it's really it's sometimes a little disturbing when you notice that you walk into a restaurant, and you just see everyone staring at their phones and they're not talking to each other. And it's kind of. I think on several levels, there are problems with it, physical and beyond social issues, too, that develop from that. But um, for now, I, that's what we're dealing with. I'm hoping over time we find more of a balance with our technology. And um, it's great. It's serving its purpose. But there's, there's obviously some downsides, too. A lot of patients yeah, find that massage with essential oils up a lot too so is that something like for a neck that'd be ideal because you can massage your neck easily you yeah like- i personally love massage i have to say and i do recommend it for patients who can tolerate touch not all of them can unfortunately but some certainly with musculoskeletal pain headache pain like massage and use and some of the massage therapists will use lavender you know some of these anti-inflammatory or pain fighting essential oils like lavender right. or thyme or uh, sage. Mm. And you, you mentioned that uh, the uh, inhaling the aromas of the essential oils can help with uh, kidney pain, post-operative pain, after surgery, needles, needle stick pain from dialysis, lots of pain. So you know, why, some, why not try something safe? I agree. Isn't that fascinating, though? I mean, that yeah. an aroma could reduce pain. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it, it sort of boggles your mind. And yet we do have studies that show that inhaling essential oils can make a difference on your pain. Yeah, I remember seeing a study too that had people who were on opiates inhaling, you know, getting exposed to aromatherapy while they were using the painkillers. And then as they withdrew the painkillers, they would continue, their brain would continue to associate that scent with reduced pain levels and triggering those pathways in the brain. And so I think that's another interesting use of it is just to help people who are on the opiates discontinue more effectively. I think so. One of the guests that I had on my show uh, described an amazing story of having horrific intractable migraines. She started using a combination of essential oils that she would inhale but also place on the skin of her forehead and temples and the back of her neck. And it made a significant difference in the frequency of migraines, in the intensity of her migraine headaches, and that's what she uses to control them at this point. Wow, that's great. Now, you, you have a practice, don't you? You, you have an office where you see I patients, do. right? Mm-hmm. So do you have music uh, playing in your office to uh, help with pain? Like, because n- music actually triggers the release of natural painkillers, dopamine and, 
endorphins, as you mentioned in your book. Music. Well, I guess if it's wild music, I don't know what that would do. I guess it would do it too, but... Yeah, the music is fascinating as well. That's been shown to be also effective uh, for patients who have surgery in reducing opioid requirements during surgery and even after surgery. And the music can be based on a patient's preference or it could be slow, relaxing music that's at a um, sort of a reasonable tempo. So I think that's um, something that you can do at home certainly, and I find relaxing myself. Listening to certain types of music, I feel like, takes me to another place. It's distracting me from the daily stresses of life, but it's also been shown in research studies to help reduce pain in patients who have cancer, you know, and, and end of life. Yeah, especially if they can pick the music they want, right? Right. Right. I think right. that'd be good. Nice, calm music. You know, I would think when I read and the studies that I was familiar with did describe calm music that was played at a slow tempo. Uh, yet the um, I, when I've talked to patients about this, they will sort of tell me, well, look, you know, I don't like classical music. I don't like music that's played at a slow tempo. I like hard rock. <laughs> but And I thought, well, gosh, is that really going to make a difference? But they do report to me that it's more based on their preference than it is, I guess, on the science sometimes. Mm-hmm. So what do you do in your office? Then you, you uh, let them like pick a radio station or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we actually don't have music playing in the office, That's unfortunately. Right. We, though, do or I actually do, you know, recommend music therapy for certain patients at home or even in their own offices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does make sense um, about, you know, having patients listen to music that they like. Because I see here that, um, you know, um, when you're doing music therapy, it's, it's, it's uh, triggering the release of, of natural painkillers like dopamine and endorphins. So if you're listening to a music that is nostalgic to you, that makes sense that it's going to trigger those, um, you know, natural endorphins and, uh, and dopamine levels. Exactly. And I think the trick in one sense is to be able to figure out how to do that throughout the day. I mean, it's sometimes difficult to listen to music in your office all day if you have to have meetings and interact Mm -hmm. with other people and leave your office. However, I think that there are certainly there are means of listening to music through earphones that can make a difference in your pain, improve the quality of your life, and reduce stress. Because again, stress can trigger pain and can worsen chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to sometimes have people listen to music if they're doing something mindless where they it's easy for them to do the task while they're listening to music or in the car is a great time, you know, when they're driving to and fro. Um, we only have one minute left, so I just want to make sure people know where to find your book. So again, we're talking to Dr. Paul Christo, a pain specialist who's coming out with a new book that's going to be released in just a couple days. Um, Aches and Gains, A Comprehensive Guide to Overcoming Your Pain. Where can we find your book? You can find it on Amazon. Okay. Go to Amazon and it's e- you can easily order it there. Okay, great. And, um, and your website again is paulchristomd.com, P-A-U-L-C-H-R-I-S-T-O-M-D.com. And, um, That's right. Well, we've really enjoyed having you on the show. I feel like we could have you back and talk for another hour. We have so much to discuss, but your book is obviously going to be a wealth of information for 
the countless people out there who are suffering from chronic pain and want some other approaches. By the way, we're going to carry your book in the in the pharmacies because we have books like this because we're Perfect, very in, we're very integrative pharmacy. Thanks so, so much. So we're I've, I just talked to the producer. We're going to can you can you join us after the break? Just just stay a little bit longer. Of course. Can you? Okay, that'd be okay. great. Yeah, I just like to keep you on just a little bit. So, so we'll we take have, a quick break and we'll be right back. Presented by Peoples, Austin's local holistic pharmacy. We'll be back with more cutting-edge news and health and wellness in a few minutes. Take Talk with you anywhere. On your computer or smartphone, log on to Talk1370.com. What a beautiful, beautiful sight. Stay connected with Talk 1370, the right choice. Listen to your favorite shows. Keep up with the latest breaking news and more anytime at Talk1370.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Thanks for listening to Let's Get Healthy with Bill Swale on Talk 1370. Brought to you by Peoples, Austin's favorite pharmacy. Call us live at 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. Welcome back to the show. We, we were uh, actually Dr. Paul Christo, C-H-R-I-S-T-O, Dr. Christo, agreed to graciously to, be, to join us a little bit longer. He, he is so good, isn't he? He's good. Yeah, oh, we're yeah, excited absolutely. for this book to come out in a few days. In fact, we're going to carry this book in our stores. So, because Thank a lot, so a lot of people that. have, we may just require that people buy the book if they're going to get their prescription for pain. They have to, they have to pass a quiz. We could get a little quiz going. Yeah. That's a buy. They can just borrow the book. We'll just borrow it. <laughs> they got to read it. So, yeah. yeah. There's so much to know about pain today. By the way, uh, there's a drug that just came out that the company voluntarily withdrew it. And they say voluntarily because the drug company, FDA, jumped on them. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's got uh, problems because it's problems of drug abuse. Another opioid painkiller. So they're, they're really mm-hmm. aware of this now. Are you aware of that, doctor? You might uh, of the opioid that they removed from the market? Yeah. Opana. O-P-A-N-A. E-R. Yes. I am aware of that, and yeah. I think they did that because they were concerned that there weren't sufficient studies or there wasn't sufficient evidence that the abuse deterrent element of that was particularly effective. Right. It was, yeah, it wasn't worth the risk, I guess. For... It wasn't worth the risk, yeah. exactly. And, you know, I, I'd like to make a quick remark on opioids because I think this is a huge topic in the media, and while it is... A tremendous problem. I mean, for example, we have even more opioid-related deaths recently than we did just a couple of years ago. So I'm not sure that we're making progress. At the same time, I feel like it's important that those who have chronic pain still have access to opioid therapy when they need it. I don't think it's a huge number of patients who need opioid therapy chronically, but there are some who simply fail the therapies that we're talking about the integrative therapies, you know, yoga, acupuncture, for example, chiropractic, 
injection therapies, other medications simply don't improve their quality of life. And it's important to still have access, I think, to opioids, even just a trial of opioids to see if it can make a difference in their lives. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I had a patient, oh, about a month ago that, that was got a prescription, two prescriptions, one for Adderall and one for, uh, she's midlife, by the way, Adderall and OxyContin. And so we have a consultation room, so I, I need to talk to you. So I said, what are we treating here? Because I knew the doctor, he's, he's very reputable. And uh, she said... Uh, she listed, started listing all her problems, and it's like uh, maybe he didn't have a choice. I don't know, but, you know, is that true? Can you, can you just get people, and there's so many problems today with toxicology and bad diets and all that the doctors just don't know what to do. Well, that's true. It can be very challenging when, when patients present with multiple pain complaints throughout their body, or they even say, you know, I've tried everything. I've tried everything and nothing helps. And that's when, after appropriate assessment and risk assessment related to opioids, that we can trial an opioid for pain control. Yeah. And I think, I was going to say, I think that's a good point. You know, my mindset, and I think a lot of us agree, is truly with integrative medicine, there's a time and a place for everything. It's just judicious Mm -hmm. use. And like you said, making sure, you know, they are a good candidate and that they have tried other options, but definitely... It, you know, to have those options is important for people where they're indicated. And, um, you know, cause be, because of the toll that chronic pain can take on all areas of their life and their quality of life. By the way, Dr. I, Dr. Villanueva has a, has a question for you. Yeah. Um, Dr. Christo, what are your thoughts on CBD oil and other cannabinoid therapies as a method for reduction of inflammation and pain control? I think that cannabinoids, medical marijuana, if you will, will probably replace opioid therapy in the future. I think that we've got a lot of people in this country who are already using it for pain control, and more and more states are making it legal for medical reasons. So I feel like it will probably replace opioids to a certain degree. I think that it can be useful. I think the studies that show that it's effective are primarily in actually patients who have cancer pain Mm -hmm. and neuropathic pain uh, related to, for example, HIV or multiple sclerosis or even other conditions like diabetes. So I I think that it can be a viable option. It's certainly safer, as far as we know, than opioid therapy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, also post-traumatic stress is becoming a big problem in this country, and people are using it for post-traumatic stress with great success. So I think it's, it's safe to use, and that's the key. But isn't pain, doesn't we, don't we need some pain? Because if we're without pain, you have a condition called, uh, well, the worst disease in the world is without pain. Yes. Because you, you don't have any pain, your hand just falls off. <laughs> <I guess. Right. laughs> Yeah, excellent point. We need pain. I mean, pain is, a, is a, an important physiologic warning signal for us, for all of us. Except that when we talk about chronic pain, we're now talking about pain that no longer really serves a function. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing. And that's where we're seeing over 100 million people in this country having to deal with 
some element of chronic pain. It could be osteoarthritis, chronic migraine headaches, low back pain, muscle pain, fibromyalgia. I mean, there are actually a large number of chronic pain syndromes where, you know, the, the pain response, the burning sensation, the throbbing, whatever it may be, really serves no useful purpose anymore. I'm going to kind of read some of the things I'm going from your book here. Headache pain, joint, soft tissue pain. Anybody listening that has arthritis pain, arthritis, uh, neuropathic pain. By the way, infant pain. Infant. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, really underrepresented, I think. Not many people realize that babies, th- these are really more sick babies. Babies that are, for example, in the ICU, suffer from a large number of painful procedures. Mm. And that's, I thought this was an important section to include in the book so that if, if people have young kids, infants, for example, that require hospitalization, that they are aware of the fact that IV placements, different types of breathing tube placements, for example, heel sticks can all lead to pain. And if you, if you perform many of these over the course of weeks or months, well, I mean, it may affect the infant's neurologic system such that in time they may be predisposed to developing chronic pain and that would be tragic so i wanted to make sure that anyone who had a a baby a sick baby in the hospital had a resource and can can you describe what are some interventions that can help those children who may you know be medically fragile or require a lot of medical intervention early on absolutely and this has been well documented, actually, also in the literature. Little um, small droplets of sucrose, which is sugar, or glucose, for example, oh, wow. on the tip of the tongue of an infant right before and during a painful procedure reduces pain. Mm, interesting. And Amazing, easy. isn't it? Because yeah. when we're adults, we want to, you know, sugar has the reverse effect almost. I mean, we want to avoid sugar because it can be pain inducing, but when we're infants, it reduces pain, it releases endorphins, those, you know, natural painkillers in our bodies. So that's one. Another one that's been used is breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Right. The mother breastfeeding the mm-hmm. child right before a painful procedure, for example, or close contact, physical contact between the infant and the mother, you know, skin to skin contact, mm-hmm. kangaroo care is also important. That's interesting. Um, I don't know. You can tell me if this is true. I've heard that even massaging, say that they were going to have an IV placed, you know, in one arm, then just kind of massaging other areas of their body to draw attention to those areas while they place the IV could be helpful. Mm-hmm. Some distraction yeah. and that skin-to-skin contact is important. Mm-hmm. So, but that's, I think that's a great point because they can't speak for themselves and you know, you like you said, you may not know the long-term effects of what they're going through. They can't speak for themselves, and they're very and they're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think parents and loved ones need to intervene if they see that their sick baby is subjected to several different procedures that can cause pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great point. In your book, also you cover sports injuries and pain, skeletal pain, workplace injury pain, post-surgical pain, disease-related pain, cancer pain, caregiving, how to, how to give good care with people with pain, autoimmune pain. You talk about autoimmune 
beginning of the show and how eating properly will help you. Right? Just, That's uh, right. You can use this diet for autoimmune conditions. That's right. I think the, the diets that are anti-inflammatory, that, are, that focus on vegetable proteins, that focus on fish, for example, salmon is a great food that can promote, uh, uh, that can reduce inflammation. I mean, those, those, and dark cherries, berries, blackberries, for example, um, blueberries. I, again, I feel like some people, when, I, when I've discussed this with some patients of mine, they look at me strangely and, and like, well, are you, are you telling me that you have nothing else to offer? <laughs> you know, you, you just want me to change my diet? And mm-hmm. I, it's, a, it's a reasonable question because when you're in pain, you want something that's going to reduce the pain quickly. Some of these interventions don't. I think that what I try to do is offer other interventions that can be helpful. They may be nerve blocks. It may be neurostimulation, for example, the integrative treatments, and at the same time, incorporate these pain-fighting foods. That makes so so much sense. You know, to be able to provide the patient with a short-term solution while you're working on a longer-term fix, um, you know, that's, that's, that's exactly how... Uh, we need to do it and, and you know, to also be able to supplement with supplements like, you know, uh, a proper glutathione supplement, an omega-3, an omega-7, which has shown great studies even in small doses to help reduce inflammation, you know, in addition to the CBD and then, you know, and again, obviously changing the foods. That just makes a lot of sense. Um, and when the patients can see the outcomes, if they just stick with it, you know, like I like I always tell them, stick with it for ninety days, and you're not going to need these prescriptions anymore for the pain. Um, yeah, that's yes, that's good. I to agree. Hear that from uh, you. I think that I've seen that as well, and I've also seen that food changes, for example, dietary changes, exercise, can reduce the pain by a certain percentage, and at the same time, they may still need some other treatments that I provide. It may be that nerve blocks are a component of the therapy that helps influence positively their quality of life, or a certain medication can still improve their life along with these other integrative treatments. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. I've got a question for you. What are your thoughts on how genetics can affect pain modulation? Well, that's a great question. I mean, and that's an intriguing field of research that's in its infancy. I feel like there have been certain genes or classes of genes that have been identified as leading to certain pain conditions, but I don't feel like we're at the point where we're able to modify those genes in a way that can reduce chronic pain quite yet. Okay. Okay, good. But I think that at the same time, we also know that the foods that we eat, exercise, for example, can modify what's produced in the body in terms of proteins. So this is a great point because this is why exercise, eating healthier foods, again, fish, dark berries, cherries, staying away from fried foods, staying away from fast foods can influence genes in a positive way such that they don't produce pain neurochemicals. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, th- I think that as the field of genetics booms, so does the field of epigenetics, which is what you're describing is how we may have two people with the same genetic makeup, but it's how the their genes interact with their environment, which includes their lifestyle, even the thoughts that they think um, 
there's just so many factors that will actually determine how those genes are expressed. So it's not a fatalistic view of, you know, our genetic makeup. It's not. And I tell a lot of my patients simply not to give up. It's sometimes, it seems like the process of having chronic pain and treating it is overwhelming and they want to give up. And I really try to say, look, let's take this piece by piece. Don't give up. Let's be open-minded. Let's try something that you haven't tried. Because, you know, when you've had pain for 10 years and you feel like you've tried everything, it's easy to give up. Most of the time I feel as though patients have not tried everything. And I try to get them to the next step. Let's try, for example, a change in your exercise pattern. Let's try, for example, botulinum toxin, for example, Botox, which has been shown to be useful in certain pain conditions. Well, one thing we, we need to talk about is sleep, because if you sleep well, that's, that's, a, that's a great pain reliever, isn't it? It is. And when you have chronic pain, it often prevents you from going to sleep or staying asleep, and insomnia in and of itself worsens pain. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we have to leave. I hate to leave you, but because this is so good. <laughs> Aches and gains, by the way, people. Aches and gains. Uh, Dr. Paul Christo, who is well-known around the nation for what you do, one of the top 1%, right, of people in the world that know about how to treat pain. Well, thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. And, how, and let's give the website one more time. Sure. It's Paul Christo, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-M-D, Com. Now, Sirius Radio is where uh, you're on, right? The radio show? That's right. XM? Yep, Sirius XM Radio. Is there, what's the best way to hear your radio show? Just have, I guess you, you have to get to Sirius Radio. Well, it's, you have to get to Sirius Radio. It's, it airs live every Saturday from uh, 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. But what happens is that we take all of those shows that air live and we create podcasts that are all housed on my website. Okay, Great. perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And Thank what, you so much. Let's give the website one more time. Yes, paulchristomd.com. Great. What a pleasure having you on. We got wish we afford to get you back. If you charged me today, it would be a lot of money, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to come back. Thank yeah, you so much for having you me. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Yeah, bless you, sir. You too. All right. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. More cutting-edge health information is right around the corner. You're listening to Let's Get Healthy with Bill Swale on Talk 1370. Brought to you by Peoples, Austin's favorite pharmacy. We'll be right back. Texas weather can change on a dime. Flash flooding is expected to begin shortly. When the weather turns severe, turn to us for what you need to know. On air and online at Talk1370.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. When news happens, it happens here. Talk 1370, the right choice. Thanks for listening to Let's Get Healthy with Bill Swale on Talk 1370. Brought to you by Peoples, Austin's favorite pharmacy. Call us live at 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483.
Welcome back to the show, folks. Welcome back to the show. Well, we, we're going to take about, about nine minutes here just to talk about what's happening. Now, Dr. Villanueva, you have, you're, you've got uh, ways to help people in Houston, don't you? Um, yes, actually, um, uh, we are, we've had, uh, thank you, Austin. I just want to bring this up. You know, Austin has really pulled together and so many people have been going down to Austin with, I mean, to Houston and Beaumont and the surrounding flooding, uh, you know, areas that have been flooded with boats, with supplies, with, with medical supplies. Um, and I just want to give a shout out to all of our awesome people here in Austin who have been doing that. Um, there are several of us who have been working to to gather supplies to take to Beaumont and Port Arthur and those surrounding areas. Um, my son graduated from Lamar University this past May, and he got um, he got some text messages from some of the professors and other engineers living in the area saying, you know, we don't have any water, we don't have any food. It, neighbors are rescuing neighbors right now. Um, there's not enough help here. Uh, we are out of water, and so. Um, many of us, I'm not the only one, but I got that text and I started trying to rally some help for supplies. And, um, um, and I, and I called some of my contacts. Um, and, uh, I want to give a shout out to Cord Shiflet and Haggai Ashed. They have been rallying up and getting trucks together. And, uh, we are all delivering supplies. We have, I think three, like 25 foot trucks over at, Cord's house this morning that are getting ready to take off tonight for Port Arthur and Beaumont. And um, for any of you who who want to donate, who can donate, um, please connect with me on uh, facebook.com slash help Beaumont. And you can get all of the information on where to drop the supplies off. They are heading out this afternoon and, um, and they need our help. Is there a phone number that they can call to in case somebody in the Facebook or you know what? There's such an overwhelming response. Oh, We're not all okay. able to take the phone calls <laughs> right, and the right. texts, um, but but they can get all the information that they need at facebook.com slash help Beaumont. Okay. And, that's um, that's it, so great. Yeah, and what donations are you still looking for at this point? They need water, water, water. Okay, they, water yeah, they are needing, there are at least three um, nursing homes that we know of where the elderly were sitting in waist high or higher water that were able to get rescued, but they have no towels to dry off. They have no socks. They have no dry clothes and they're cold. Mm -hmm. So we need clothing items for them, um, sanitary items for the elderly and for women as well. Um, We're needing baby formula. There are women who are saying that they're out of baby formula and um, non-perishable foods, um, other types of, you know, basic medical supplies, contact solution, things like that. There's a water filter called Berkey. Are you familiar with it? I am. You can take fluoride out of the water with it, actually. Mm-hmm. It's very good. And and uh, that would be something that I may say, say about sending. That would be awesome. To people. Because you can take any mm-hmm. water and put it through the Berkey, and it'll filter it mm-hmm. without electricity or anything. Yeah, that would be great if we could get some uh, Berkey water filters. I hadn't thought yeah. about that. That's, mm-hmm. a, that. that's a wonderful yeah. idea. I'm wondering, will it take the contaminants out of the water? It takes everything out, the bacteria and all of that. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This whole list. Um, And then do you want like the single size water bottles or the large water bottles or anything? Anything. Anything. Anything is going to do. Oh, and blankets and bedding. These people are sleeping on the floors. And let's remember that, you know, our elderly, a lot of them cannot lay flat. Mm -hmm. They have to lay, they have to lay propped up and we're in dire need of, of pillows and bedding as well. 
Okay, great. So Facebook.com, just help Beaumont. All one word. Facebook.com slash help Beaumont. And Beaumont is spelled? B-E-A-U-M-O-N-T. Okay, there's that extra vowel. Yes. Okay, great. For, for the non-Texans, right? That's, That's right. right, exactly. We all know. Out of state. <laughs> okay, great. So, um, By the way, the, the, the Berkey is available at, at uh, I know, the Treehouse in South Austin sells them. Good, good. Okay, great. So. I just want to take a quick minute to mention our upcoming events. Okay. And um, so Tuesday, September 5th, this is at the People's Wellness Center North. We have a sustainable weight loss with Anna Wilson. That's at 7 p.m. Tuesday the 5th. And our very own Dr. Villanueva, um, who we have here today at People's South on Thursday, September 14th, 7 p.m. is going to be discussing autoimmune disease, the link between inflammation, gut, and epigenetics. And Sounds. Yeah, and that is part four of five of a series. You won't be lost if you've missed the other ones, um, but I can guarantee you that you're going to want to come back and repeat the series. We have had people coming back for a second time to repeat the series. Bill, you were there at part three. We had standing room only in there. Um, so, uh, you know, please come and listen. We're giving very relevant information. I think you, you almost always do, don't you? Don't you always have it's, a lot of people? It's so yeah. full in yeah. there. Yeah. That's right. great. Yeah. And now do they have to sign up or can they just show up? They can show up if they want to RSVP. Um, they can go to Modern Holistic Health and they can get our email uh, to Dr. V at Modern Holistic Health and they can RSVP that way. That just helps us kind of know how many chairs to get set up, but we are always having to pull out more chairs anyway. <laughs> okay, so, so. modernholistichealth.com. Yes. And um, again, autoimmune disease, the link between inflammation, gut, and epigenetics. People South, um, Thursday, September 14th with Dr. Elena Villanueva. Sounds great. And we did want to mention too, up, we have our upcoming, what's hopefully becoming an annual tradition, Ham Day, which supports the Health Alliance for Austin Musicians. And we donate 5% back on all wellness and deli sales on Tuesday, September 12th. We'll also have musicians playing at each People's Rx location at noon. So we hope you can come. One other plug, we have our Cocoa Whip soft serve. It's our new um, coconut-based non-dairy soft serve ice cream. And we have African mango and turmeric flavor at our central deli. Oh, that sounds delicious. It it is good. It is good. We're the only store maybe in Texas, but we just got it because it's it's a it's vegan. It's great to have. Well, we have to leave. It's been a great show. Thank you so much, Dr. Bill and Thank and, you. And your office is in Westlake. It's at the Westlake Medical Center at 3636 right. BK Road. Okay. And Dr. Tyler, always a pleasure having you on. It's always fun. We hope you all have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week, Saturday. Take See a break for a week. Saturday. All right. All right. And thanks for helping people in Houston and Beaumont, too, by the way. Thank you, thank you. All right, we got to leave. Uh, and thanks for our our producer. He did a great job again, so we're going to take a break. We'll be, we'll be back next week. If every talk radio program were the same, what would be the point? The Michael Berry Show is a little bit different. We're going to talk about politics, but we'll also talk about how great it is to live in Texas. Weekdays, 5 to 7 on Talk. 1370. It's Michael Berry Show.